0: how's it going hey guys we're back
1: it's maris and andrew
0: yeah
1: here to record another podcast after like a
0: after like 10 months off
1: <laughs> we needed a break
0: a quick break
1: uh speaking of breaks, <laughs> if you haven't already heard uh andrew and i broke up
0: yeah so kind of
1: ironic because it's The last episode we recorded before we broke up was the breaking up episode. Yeah, that was And I don't want to say we jinxed ourselves, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't believe in that. But what I do believe in is since we last talked to y'all, we had a super big epiphany moment.
0: Yeah, in our relationship. We just kind of took inventory of ourselves and the relationship You know
1: what I'm realizing? What? Sorry, I'm cutting you off.
0: It was okay, but maybe it's because
1: we did the breaking up episode, right? Where we were like going back and processing. Yeah, we didn't plan that episode, but through that, which we listened to a couple times with friends, like we were talking through, you know, different hangups we had, like past relationships. It
0: was like therapeutic, in a way.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like this is the first time I'm thinking of this, but I almost feel. (laughs)
0: take a great time I know
1: (laughs) I almost feel like maybe that laid a little bit of like groundwork subconsciously for us to be like thinking about you know you get what I'm saying I think that maybe the dynamics of our relationship or what we're looking what didn't work out with other people how we feel about our current relationship I don't know yeah it makes a lot of sense we had different hang-ups in our own relationship. we started touching on those specifically about like when we almost broke up, and me having feelings for other people. Yeah. Or person. <laughs> people. <laughs> I have feelings for everyone. A lot of feels. Getting one person. Um, yeah, I think maybe that sort of sparked it a little bit. That definitely
0: jump started it. So, since the last podcast, not only did we break up, we moved back to Atlanta. Um now we're closer to family and our clients and shortly after we moved back which was like end of February well we moved
1: back totally on a whim first
0: of all right well lease was ending in Charlotte it just it was yeah it was the right time like as soon as we talked about it it was like yeah that's definitely we moved two weeks later we
1: decided like early February and then two weeks later
0: um and then shortly after that like we're in we're in a really good place with with the business, personally, and everything, we just started talking and entertaining the idea of what, like, I think we introduced it like a hypothetical. Like, if we were to meet again, like, just now, in completely different places since we've both grown so much since we met four years ago, um, would we still choose to, like, move as fast as we did? And that kind of got the ball rolling where we started talking. Help me out here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you sort of risked rushed into that a little bit, but that's true, that is the conversation that led to the epiphany, but to paint a picture, like, we decided early February we are going to move, we moved two weeks later, sight unseen into this brand new apartment complex, we are back in Atlanta, really, like, one of the main reasons was because my twin was moving from Austin to Alpharetta, and we hadn't lived in the same state for over five years, so, We spent most of our adult life, I guess, not together. Apart from one another. Yeah. So since Andrew had started working with me, and although we totally envisioned like getting married, living in Charlotte, all of that, like very quickly, and as suddenly as Jacqueline decided to move back home, if you will, or like to the Atlanta area, like we very quickly came to the same decision, like oh, we should move back, and. When thinking about moving back, it sort of just changed all of our plans because we're like, okay, well, now you're working with me all of a sudden, like at January and come January, you had only worked with me for like a couple months. So even that was yeah. super new. Like that was a whole new dynamic. Then we were going to move back to Atlanta, um, find a new place that was totally going to change like the nature of the business again, because now we're back to where we could meet face to face with clients. Like we would set different goals than we would if we were still away from Atlanta because our business is primarily based in Atlanta so anyways we had a bunch of different factors like changing really quickly and it was sparking a lot of conversations but not just that I think we started like evaluating where we're at since we got engaged because we got engaged really like we got engaged right before we moved to Charlotte Andrew proposed
0: yeah it was like as we were moving is the moving process like your first time in Charlotte yeah proposed
1: and to be honest like even then when he proposed I felt sort of like I don't want to say that I felt like he had to do it because again like you guys remember from the first episode when we talked about our relationship it was like instantly we met each other and just assumed that we're that it was like a love at first sight we were gonna get married and that was always sort of our end game
0: yeah our connection was so strong and We were best friends right off the bat and we still are. And that's, that's part of the, if if not the reason for ultimately making the decision. Yeah. You know, so I can always have you in my life in that way. I don't know. Once we took it out of the box, like this connection is meant for marriage and we were able to look at it, um, since we work so well together in the business and I've lived together and we're always just like talking and communicating and like best friends, you know? Mm -hmm. It just made a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, because just to finish my thought, like when we got engaged, although I always thought he would propose, and I just assumed he never proposed because we were never financially stable. Because I started my business, he was switching between jobs and um, more. And it was more of like a future. We were seeing him grow the company he was with, and the money would come later. And it just never really felt like the right not the right time, but it just didn't feel like it would be possible, and we were going through so many life changes and obstacles that it just wasn't in our mind to propose or get married, like, any sooner, um, and then at the point where he did propose, I still sort of felt like he was doing it because he felt like he had to because we were moving out of state, and I only say that because a lot of people joked about it, and at that point, Like, no offense to you. I just feel like he wasn't... Like, Andrew wasn't as grounded in who he was and what he wanted and stuff. So, I just... It felt a little off, but on the same token, I'd I'd been waiting for this for so long, and it's what I thought I wanted. So, of course, I said yes. Like, I can picture myself, you know, not being in Andrew's life. So, it made sense. Like, we're moving to Charlotte. We're going to start a life there. And, like... I think our mindset always at that time was a lot more like flying by the seat of our pants. Just yeah. wherever the wind blows, like we'll follow. Um, and while a lot of people are expecting us to get married. It just, we didn't, we weren't very mature during that whole process. And we got engaged and waited over a year.
0: To even start planning the wedding.
1: To even pick a date. We were
0: just, oh yeah, pick a date. We were just so reluctant throughout the whole process of that.
1: Yeah. And you can hear it on the last podcast, like, we didn't, even when we were on a deadline, we didn't seem that excited about planning the wedding, and we really couldn't pinpoint it, and we sort of were distracted throughout our whole engagement, because we got engaged, moved to Charlotte, then we are exploring this whole new city, having so much fun, like, meeting new friends, and it was sort of, like, our last priority to think about getting married. We were just focused on everything else, basically, um, and enjoying that. Which was still to this day like one or one of my favorite years that we Oh ever yeah, had.
0: Charlotte was so much fun. It felt like a vacation or a year long spring break or something. It was like yeah. maybe too much fun at times. But yeah. it was yeah, it was great. And through that process, I don't know, we ended up on like where we are now. Like we wouldn't be the people we are now without that.
1: Yeah, it then- was a good. It was a good like soul searching year for me anyway because I I didn't have all my friends from back here, so I spent limited time with friends like in Charlotte because I didn't know that many people, and then I spent a lot of time alone because the majority of the time Andrew was at work, and it just gave us a lot. There's a lot less distractions like in the day to day. And when Andrew, when we started working out the dynamics of like us working together and what that would look like, it just started bringing up a lot of soul searching. Like, well, what do you, what do we want to do? What does our future look like? What does our dynamic look like if we're working together and getting married and like all of that? And it started just changing, I would say, like openly, we were talking about how we're just, you know... Just viewing things differently as a whole. It just nothing that we had planned up to that point was like we weren't surprised, but none of that was like playing out the way that we thought. So here we are, engaged, super reluctant to plan the wedding. Um, very excited about the podcast.
0: (laughs) Way more excited about the podcast. Talking about all of our shenanigans.
1: Um but still, yeah, like just did not want to plan this wedding. And now we're moving back, so now and it was like we we're always trying to find the next new exciting thing to do. Like we love change. Like there's just stuff that was starting to make sense when we mm-hmm. really started thinking about it. So when we moved back, like we we moved back here, like third week of February, started meeting people. You know, at that didn't have any intentions of calling off the wedding, and a and few, probably like
0: the best place we've ever been.
1: Yeah, the best place
0: individually and like our relationship as far as like stability you know so there's so much like up ups and downs with like not each other but just life and as we grew together it was just like we would constantly thrive off overcoming challenges mm-hmm. and things like that and then finally now that we are in kind of like a good place like we didn't have any like monumental things or like things we were facing other than growing the business we're able to to like fully uh, analyze like everything that had led us to that point and that's when we started with the hypotheticals like wow what if we met each other just now and that was the first of many hypotheticals you know yeah but we just started entertaining the thought because we're now taking stock of like all those signs like the reluctance to plan the wedding um I don't know you just rattled off a bunch of them but
1: yeah yeah, it was sort of like, wait, okay, here we are. We're in a really good place. It was truthfully the first time that if we didn't have all these codependent reasons for being together, like needing the financial stability or emotional support or all the things that we thought were what made us such a good match, because it just, we found each other at the right time when we both needed each other. And we were good at overcoming stuff together. We were best friends. Like, we were always on the same page we're able to be open and transparent. Like, what we thought was, like, a dream relationship, which I don't want to discount it because it still is, like, a dream connection. Like, I'm so thankful for Andrew.
0: Yeah. But when we fully look back at, like, when we are at our best, it's not necessarily, like, the stability that you see in marriage. It's, like, when we're at our best is when we're faced with, like, some business thing and we gotta, like, grind it out and like, all these... Do you get what I'm trying to say? Uh Uh-huh. Not, like, raising kids and you need, like...
1: Yeah, like, we were, like, wait. Basically, we are like, do you think that we're gonna get bored? Like, what That was a big
0: thing when we brought that up and saw, like, okay, flash forward 10, 15 years, Lord willing, we had kids. Like, do we see ourselves in that? Like, just daily...
1: Because we thrived on change and all these challenges that, like, just inevitably, like, the universe is throwing at us. Which was fine. But it was just, like, well, what if things, like just get, I can't say was it mundane? Is that the word? Yeah, mundane. (laughs) Or boring, like what, how are we gonna react and work, work together then? Like, I didn't want to, not necessarily be bored, but I just was, I started to get concerned at the fact that we are constantly changing And having obstacles and that we thrived we thrived on that and we both loved it and we accepted it and whatever but when I and I it's not that I don't see Andrew being the most amazing dad because he would be because he's like an amazing person but it just everything started switching then we started thinking about our own dynamic and you know what we want in a spouse as far as like qualities and characteristics but just like the natural dynamic of like two people together. Like, we talk through, do you believe in, like, tra- the traditional roles, or do you want to be traditionally, like, the man of the house, and then, you know, the wife be more of, like, the mother, and the... And I don't know. I don't know how to word the... Yeah. ...social norms of that dynamic, but you guys get what I'm saying. Because um, I have a very strong personality. I'm very driven. I'm an entrepreneur. I you know naturally have led the relationship or would be the person who would figure out all of like the problem solving and then Andrew was more so like would always take care of me make sure that you know like sorry just like the opposite of what you would expect like
0: right yeah because you were so you were so strong in those areas and um like the go-getter entrepreneur aspect like I felt like I had to get and pick up the sock in that role as like caretaker I guess for lack of better words but not a role that I fully wanted to be in
1: yeah and then I started to sense that and it was weird it was like we couldn't really turn it off because that was like our dynamic but on the same token it especially when he started working with me and we started running the business together like I didn't want him to feel I was starting to feel like he was going above and beyond and all this stuff because he was doing it either to prove something to himself or trying to prove something to me or like seeking validation out of it and my biggest concern like foremost was that a I never wanted Andrew to feel trapped not that I felt like he felt trapped but I didn't want him to be in an environment where he felt like he couldn't leave so I was very open like if you ever don't want to work with me like please tell me like this is all before like we called everything off. But I was just like, I want you to be honest and open with yourself. Like, I want you to have the world, you know, to explore. I don't want you to feel obligated. I don't want, you know. And then I was like, I feel like we made, like, a very permanent decision to get married before we were both fully independent and fully...
0: like stable.
1: Stable to where we would know without a shadow of a doubt that we could independently be be alone and be secure and be okay without the other one, but that we we're choosing to come together and that's not what happened. Like we chose to be together forever during a time when we are still super codependent. And that's not healthy.
0: Those fire engines. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> we live in the city. Yeah, so <laughs> no, of... no big deal. City of Alpharetta. But <laughs> we are like in the little <laughs> city part.
0: Yeah, so I know this little city's awesome. There's
1: oh, it is. I
0: love it. It's like the apartments are on top of retail and then there's all these bars and restaurants and um, there's no open container law and they always do these like festivals and food trucks. There's just like stuff happening all the time. Yeah. It's really cool.
1: cool. If y'all haven't seen the new downtown operator, I would highly um, suggest checking it out.
0: Yeah. I wish they sponsored us because that would be
1: cool. Yeah. But also be prepared. This entire town is like full of swingers. And you know, I don't know if that's common knowledge, but I feel like it should be. And yeah. it's super entertaining. We're definitely gonna talk about that later.
0: Yeah, because you go out and it's like an older crowd, and
1: yeah. so I guess we fit in great because everyone assumes we're swung. having an open relationship.
0: Yeah, our situation's unique, so yeah, it fits right in. It's like the the land of misfit toys.
1: It really is like so many people in our apartment complex are divorced like some of them are young like as young as us some of them are you know
0: like 90 it's a weird range that's
1: true and some are just like middle-aged but friends with all of them and we have a blast like it's our little and fam yep family so anyway we love it here back to the topic on hand we had a lot of real and honest and raw conversations about what we meant to each other. And we just, through, what Andrew was touching on with the hypotheticals was, you know, it took a lot of strength and we view as maturity for us to be like really, 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 truly self-aware and realize like, hey, it's not the end of the world if we reflect on our relationship understand the role that we had in each other's life. Like why were we so drawn to each other? You know, it's easy when you meet someone and you feel head over heels and all of that, especially when you're young, like we were. I was twenty three or twenty-eight, but we weren't mature yet and I had just come out of an abusive relationship and hadn't take time to heal after that. So I was in a vulnerable place. You were in a vulnerable place. Like, yeah, was like switching a- jobs and just not, you know, switching apartments, like whatever. So we just latched on to each other and moved in two weeks later. And because we just happen to have such an amazing chemistry and dynamic, we just assumed that that meant marriage. And at this stage, with everything we've learned and how we've grown, you know, the conversation turned to like, hey, it's okay to recognize and realize that you can have a connection with someone and someone can be brought into your life. And sometimes they're only meant to be in your life a certain way for a certain period of time. And we know, we know that. I think we talked about it. Like we under already on the podcast, but we understand exactly the role that each other played for each other in helping us heal and grow. Mm-hmm. And although it was scary at first to think, wow, what if we if we don't get married, that means that we're ending things. But then
0: what does it mean for us? What, is, what are other people going to think? Like what are, like all these social norms that I feel like we had to kind of break through. And once we did, it was, it was very liberating. Yeah. Like feeling, I don't know. It, just, it was eye-opening. And then I feel just going through that is going to make this, this podcast and our message and as we continue to share um, even more valuable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think going back to what Andrew was saying about when we, um, had like the epiphany conversation. So all that backstory, basically, we woke up one morning and there, I don't know, there's so many, there's so many dynamics to this story, but I don't, we can't bring all of them up right this very second because it would just totally (laughs) derail the conversation. But essentially, once we had the conversation where Andrew wanted to know, like, well, if we acknowledge acknowledge all these things, and how stable we are now, and the fact that we could be independent, like, would we still choose to be together? And like, what if, you know, the what if was, could we still be in each other's lives? Could we still work together? Could we still be friends if we decided to cut things off romantically? And if we do decide to cut things off romantically, could that... Uh, could we still leave it open to see, you know, how we feel over the next few months about whether we even want to date or anything like that. Right. And I really feel like we came to the decision (laughs) that we probably won't ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, once we realized we could still be in each other's lives and not, it didn't mean, like, if we didn't get married, then we would just cease to be anything to one another, you know? Yeah. Like, once we realized, like, oh, I can still... Have you as my best friend. We can still work together. Like, we don't have to get married. It's, like, my favorite parts of our relationship are the parts that, like, aren't necessarily... They're not the romantic parts. Yeah, I mean... Yeah,
1: I don't want to say we, like, force the romantic parts, but... I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's just, it made sense to us, and we're trying to try our best to make it sense for everyone else. And that is the hardest part, I think. It's, like, once we came to the decision... Oh my gosh, And it was yeah. so clear, it was communicating it to everyone else... In a way that made sense for them, because it was a process for us. It's not like we had one conversation and then came up with a hypothetical. Like it was, it was a process starting from like Charlotte and when we were going to leave. We just had certain conversations where you were worried about trapping me, or th- because I was working with you, and because like we we were always working towards us getting married through this like unstable period in our life. Once we're finally stable, we're able to look at it through like a clear yeah, lens.
1: It's almost like it it seems like it would be a selfish conversation to be like, oh, well, now you helped me get to this point. Now I want to be single and see how things go. But I don't think either of us took offense to either of us feeling that way. It was actually like a huge relief that we talked about it. And granted, like if we hadn't been so open and transparent, like throughout our entire relationship, it probably wouldn't have gone the same way or it wouldn't have been as easy. But our our whole goal is to appreciate, respect, and, like, like, value our connection for what it is, but also find out what, what that means. Like, what are we meant to be together? And now we don't think that that's meant to be husband and wife, and it's better off that way. Because if we had gotten married, you know, down the line, like, if we got divorced, the chances of us salvaging our relationship on... This level is probably slim to none.
0: Yeah, I could just see it, like, ruining everything. The potential that we have in this connection. Yeah. I seem seemed, seemed like we called off our relationship and the wedding to save our friendship in a weird way.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing that's throwing everyone off. Because everyone's, like, expecting... I guess when you call off a wedding... Well, this is two parts. I absolutely don't want anyone to think that we are careless in getting engaged and I know that a lot of people believe that saying yes to an engagement and committing even before you're officially married is still committing you know to that person for the rest of your life and I have lots of opinions on that but I just want to address that and say that we're talking in hindsight and we're talking how we process things later we weren't as self-aware when we got engaged which was like literally come January it's gonna be two years since we got engaged and That's we have crazy. changed a lot the last two years so we just weren't as emotionally self-aware to like make that decision we recognize that we we're a little bit hasty and quick and you know that we did it for we didn't know at the time but it like wasn't necessarily for the right reasons um, yeah.
0: we did it for the right reasons at the time with like the information we had
1: yeah but when you dedicate yourself to soul searching and talking through and processing connections and processing your feeling and all that, like it's inevitable that you grow at an accelerated rate. So, you know, having these epiphanies, or this awareness, like we invited that because we asked for it, we looked for it, we prayed about it. Like we wanted to know and understand, you know, the best direction. There's there's one life. I don't want to spend it married to someone that I don't want to be married to, and I don't want to ruin my connection with another person by tying them down, um, a commitment like that. If I'm not 110% sure. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just block those deep feelings or like, they don't even dive that deep. I think that a lot of people, not everyone, but on the same token, like if they're the divorce rate is like 50%, then I'm pretty sure a lot of people get married for their wrong reasons, or because they feel like they have to, or because they want to have kids, so they just marry, like, you know? But Andrew and I, are, like, are not in that mindset. We don't want to settle, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And we're not willing to settle. And we're not willing to allow the other one to settle, especially if we can have anything to do with it. We want what's best for both of each other, and if it's not us, or us in that capacity, then better we let ourselves, each other go.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I am fully confident in our decision yeah. and love it. I feel like we're in the best place we've ever been in our friendship and working together and individually.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And it just it proves that we made the right choice. And just through like all, all the people in our world, too, that we talk to um, and getting their story, like some that are divorced, some that have been married forever. Um, it's it's really cool to get their feedback and feel their support and like praise that we made the right decision. Yeah, they're they, tremendous for sure. Yeah, a lot of people said it showed a lot of maturity. I don't know. We not, appreciate that, yeah. Not trying to toot work, our own horn. Yeah, but. work
1: has been great. We've Andrew it's almost been a year now. or er, this month it'll be a year. Yeah. Happy year anniversary. I need
0: my one year anniversary lunch. <laughs> Alright, I'll take out to
1: lunch. Um. yeah so I mean we're, it's the best decision we could have made for work for both of our mental health and stability and everything else and really all the fun in this whole entire story is it's not all fun but we wanted to wait to bring the podcast back on because it was such a sensitive topic and people's reactions were so mixed and confused us a, a lot of the time we wanted to process it and present all the information in, in the best way possible. So um, we waited a little bit, and also I just think that it's going to be way more fun to tell you guys, like, all the little stories of, like, what's happened in between. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, like, we have a very positive outlook, but I don't want anyone to think that we're naive in the fact that we realized that there would be moments of, like, deep despair and grief and mourning the relationship, because we definitely had that. But the difference is we understood that, and we prepared for it, and we took time apart at some points. Like, we made efforts to turn our, you know, living situation into more of, like, a roommate style. Like, we established roles, we established, you know, guidelines and how to respect each other. Like, because we're going to ride out our lease until we feel like it's not, um, until it doesn't make sense for us to live together neither of us are trying to like get married to somebody else like tomorrow so a few more months isn't going to kill us
0: yeah it just makes it makes sense to us for the time being Mm -hmm. so it hasn't prevented
1: us seeing i don't want to say seeing other people (laughs) but over the summer like i definitely had my fair share of going on dates and dating people for short periods of time or whatever because i felt like i was in a good place to do that and yeah, Andrew respected
0: that. Yeah, like that's I'm I'm not ready for that, but obviously support Marissa and what what she wants to do. I think it's great. You're not ready for what for me to
1: date?
0: No, for me to like go go dating for you to date. other people. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, you totally.
0: Yeah, you. I was already, like, I thought you were fine with you it. You <laughs> already have been there. Yeah, done that, and that just like that reinforces it more that it's the right decision because it wasn't overly weird or...
1: Yeah, and honestly, it's it's hard to explain unless you're around us in person, but most of the people that we met, we met a lot of our super close friends that we have now a few months after we broke off the engagement. So they would assume that we were together because so we'd meet them through the the building we live in or the area. Some people knew we were engaged and broke it off. Other people just met us after we broke it off and it's like one of the first things we would explain to them because we would want them to understand like we're not together or single and yeah, like people who spend a lot of time with us and consistent time with us or see us go out, like they've sort of been able to watch it unfold. Like it makes more sense I feel like if you're around us. Like other people don't really see how it could work but it works for us. Whenever I I don't know. We'll ta- I'll, I'll bring up.
0: <laughs> we'll make it make sense. I'll bring
1: up the dating stories later. I don't want to use this episode to talk about that. Um, Cause those are kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, it's like What's... really interesting. It was really interesting to see Andrew's feedback on just people and what I learned from that and whatever else
0: yeah it's <laughs> stay tuned i guess
1: yeah stay tuned for that we're gonna get into the fun stuff and we we just we have tons of stories to share but
0: yeah we just wanted to catch everyone up to speed and yeah we have a lot to fill in for with 10 a 10 month gap between episodes
1: yeah seriously uh but we hope that this was a good recap for you guys that everyone's up to speed we're really excited to be back on with the podcast we feel like it's Gonna be better now. Like, oh, no doubt. We, <laughs> we'll just have more, and we'll be more comfortable. Not that we wouldn't have been, but we'll be even more comfortable telling you some of our more hidden stories, if you will, the more taboo stories to tell, like now that we're not together. Yeah,
0: it's like nothing's off the table. No. Yeah. Like, and oh. I
1: wanna just say thank you to everyone who continues to support us, whether we're together or not. And also I appreciate all the people who are rooting for us or want us to get back together. I'm very sorry, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think we it's still so appreciate sweet though that your,
0: your support and love for us. That's
1: right. Yeah. And we love each other regardless. So I hope everyone gets that. And yeah, we'll break this down more and share more fun stories, but that's All we have for you guys today, so.
0: Yeah, we're excited about it. We hope you are, too. And uh, thank you for listening, and y'all take care.
1: All right, talk to you guys soon. Bye.